In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing unarmed defense and control. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with the Sheepdog Church Security Academy, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today, we're going to be discussing the article, Handling Trouble. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. Okay, let's start in the Bible as we always do. This is Genesis 20, uh, I'm sorry, Genesis 32, verse 24, and it reads like this. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. So what we are talking about today is using unarmed self-defense, some empty hand control techniques. So let's jump into the news. First one is Knoxville, Tennessee, November 14th, 2021. Uh, during the Sunday morning service at First Baptist Concord Church in Knoxville, a man began shouting, cursing, and using obscenities and giving Jesus the finger. Um, when asked to leave, he refused. Police were called, and he still refused to leave. They had to physically carry him out under arrest. All right, next news story. Vanceboro, North Carolina, January 5th, 2020. A man denied entry into Flood's Chapel Free Will Baptist Church tried to force his way in. Persons attending the front door barred at him, then wrestled him down um, the two steps to the ground. There they held him down until sheriff's deputies arrived. The deputies had to use a taser to take him into custody. The incident was caught on surveillance video. The suspect was high on crystal meth. Before heading to the church, he had assaulted a female relative in her home, then drove off in her vehicle. He was booked uh, with a variety of charges. All right, next one. Uh, Los Angeles, California, May 8, 2022. Um, encouraged by a radical pro-abortion group, activists tried to disrupt the Mother's Day Mass at the Cathedral of Our Lady of the Angels. Dressed in red robes and hoods, they stood up just before the Eucharist was being, um, um, just before the Eucharist and began shouting slogans. Parishioners then stood up, started hurting the demonstrators towards the door. Responding police officers arrested the activists. Charges included disruption of a religious service, which is a crime in California. Okay, before we continue with it, I'm going to encourage you to jump into the comment section, get a copy of this download, and then share this video with your team or this podcast, depending on how you're consuming this program, and then uh, have a discussion about it and use that download as a way to kind of facilitate your conversation, give you some notes, basically. So ultimately, our job as a safety team is to keep the peace. And the way we want to keep the peace most of the time is through just presence or verbal de-escalation, right? We want to just stay away from every any form of use of force that we possibly can. However, sometimes we have to use force. Sometimes we are going to have to put our hands on people that are disruptive and, and violent. We have to do it. And sometimes it it, many times, actually, it could be more of a defense thing, right? Where it's not that you're choosing necessarily to go hands-on with them, but rather they're choosing to go hands-on with you. And so we have to have some basic skills, some basic training in order to either, one, defend ourselves or to defend other people. 
Now, through Wesley's article, <clears throat> he talks about escort holds, wrist loss, arm bars, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> I think we all understand here that, you know, it's very difficult to learn. Well, I'm going to say this a different way. Ultimately, the only way to learn hands-on skills is to practice hands-on skills. And that means bringing in an instructor or somebody who is knowledgeable that maybe is already on the team to train and practice on different skills. Now, my recommendation often is this, is if you're going to an outside instructor, make sure that you have a very um, thorough conversation with them on exactly what you're looking for. Because what you don't want to have happen is some of these local instructors, what they really want to do is they really want to show you what they know. And they're hoping that through this kind of demonstration of their knowledge that people will be so impressed that you'll run off and join their local gym or dojo or wherever they're calling these things. So you can learn about, you know, learn that, you know, learn that fighting style or learn self-defense through them. You want to let them know that you don't want that. That what you're looking for is a short seminar where your team of volunteers can learn some basic maneuvers, some ba basic techniques to not only be able to defend themselves should they be the one being attacked, but also be able to control other violent people with by using their hands. Now, um, the other thing I'm going to say about that is this. You also need to let them know that it's better to learn five things really well than it is to learn 30 things and not know them as well. And so also talk to them about that, keeping it simple. We want techniques that don't have a lot to them, in a sense, because some techniques can be quite complex, and it takes a long time to build the skills necessary to use the technique correctly. Um, and we obviously don't have that time. If you're having this kind of seminar once a year, um, it's going to take some time to build skill and confidence in your team to be able to do these basic techniques. So basically, let's keep it simple. Uh, the KISS principle as much as possible. Now, I do want to get a little bit into technique, um, but like I said, you definitely, this is something you want to practice, but I'm going to introduce you to a basic concept that a lot of people who've trained are aware of, and that is how easily the wrist can be used as a control technique or as a pain compliance area. What's nice about going for the wrists and working the wrists is um, one thing is this, is even in a town like I live in that's filled with uh, farmers and they work hard and they work hard every single day and they have extremely muscular arms, um, even muscular wrists, for the most part, when, when you or I, normal people, attack the wrist with all of our strength and our arm strength, our upper body strength, everything we have going for it, it's, a, it's easy to manipulate. Where other things, when you're talking about the arm itself, is getting a little bit harder to control that because of the muscles that could be there. Certainly the legs have lots of muscles. They're hard to control. And so we want to attack the wrist. And maybe this is something you want to talk with your uh, outside instructor about. You want to learn a lot of techniques that take advantage of the weakness of the wrist or the vulnerabilities of the wrist. 
So the first thing that I want to talk about is for paying compliance on the wrist, if assuming you're not driving right now, if you just take your arm and you bend your wrist as it normally does down and you push towards your you push the wrist, you push the upper part of the hand towards your up your arm, you're going to feel that that can be quite painful. Don't press too hard, um, but you can see how that's an easy pain compliance thing. And so as long as you're controlling the arm, you're stabilizing the arm in, in some manner, then what you can do is you have this pain compliance. In the military, we called it the gooseneck come along, where you would basically brace their arm into your chest and then you would simply use two hands to pull down on the wrist. But in law enforcement, we certainly use this quite a bit too, and we do it in conjunction to locking the elbow. So the arm is out straight, the wrist is bent, and you're kind of pushing, same kind of thing, same pushing the wrist down towards into the, the arm. And, uh, but now it's the way you're securing the arm is basically by it being locked at the elbow, and you're taking advantage of that. The other thing is this, is the wrist is also a joint that when you turn it 90 degrees and then rotate that wrist either out or in past its extremes, it also becomes a pain compliance. So you can see as long as you can get that wrist bent, which most of us should be able to do on you know your average person, and then we're either pushing it down further past its normal uh, it's normal, uh, you know, range of motion or and or we're rotating it left or right out of its normal range of motion, you have a wrist lock then. And so that's something to bring up with your teacher and talk about, hey, let's let's exploit the wrist. Let's um, let's look at some of these pain compliance techniques. Let's look at some of these takedown techniques. That's the beauty of it as well is. You know, once you get that wrist lock, you can either, you can bring them down, and um, that becomes a very good safety technique for us, right? Because if we can, you probably noticed this with law enforcement, right? They're pushing them up against the car, they're pushing them up against the wall, they're getting them down on the ground, and the reason that we're doing that is because it takes away some of their mobility. And when we take away their mobility, it becomes safer for us and we're able to control the situation better. So I know this is kind of a quick program. After all, it is about something that really you need to practice in person with an instructor on. Um, so I hope you completely understand. Other than that, you know, hey, you know, share this video. At least, at least use it to get the conversation started with your team. Hopefully you have some people with some skill and have been taught and they can kind of communicate some of that stuff to you guys and maybe run a short little seminar to learn these things no matter who you are um, you know I, I don't care your age your your sex or physical li um, limitations you still need to learn some stuff now don't push yourself and get yourself in trouble don't get hurt um, certainly don't do that but at the same time what can you do because it might not be up to you I hope you understand what I'm saying. If somebody attacks you, it doesn't matter that at that point. You're going to have to learn how to defend yourself and the best you can until backup arrives or you can get some help. So other than that, if you like this video, please like, share, comment, all that good stuff. And hey, 
Let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.